You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, welcome. I'm so glad to be here and sharing around our series on dreams and visions. You know, when I was in grade six in primary school, so I was about 11 years of age, I'd just done this big assignment on road safety. And the next, when, I, when it was due for it to come back in, the night before it was, I was going to get the results, I had a dream. And I dreamt that on my mark, on my results was 87, but that had been crossed out to 85. And then when I woke up the next day, I went to school, very excited to get my mark because I'd really hoped I'd done well. And wouldn't you know it, when I opened it to the end page, there it was. 87 and it had been crossed out to 85 and you know the interesting thing is I, I remembered that dream as we've been discussing this topic of dreams and visions and as I began to have a conversation with my sister I thought you know God was there actually something in that dream because it came to pass it was accurate and I remembered it and I felt the Holy Spirit say yes it was in fact a God dream So then I asked, well, Holy Spirit, if that's the case, what was the purpose of you revealing that dream to me? And this morning, here are some of the reasons why I felt the Holy Spirit gave me that dream. And they may seem simple to you, but I tell you what, I love it when God speaks to you. That God wants to speak to me. That He wants a relationship where we talk to each other. You know, the Creator of the universe wants to have a relationship with me where we talk to each other, which means he wants to talk to you. And if you have ever been unsure, I want to encourage you, he does want to speak to you. And one of the ways he does that is through dreams and visions. What was the purpose of that dream? To encourage me that I actually do hear from God. I know we can all have doubts, let's be honest whether or not God speaks to us, but He does. And He wants you to know this morning, you do hear from God. You know, one of the reasons I know that you hear from God, you're here. At some point you heard His voice and you received Him. You are here today because you know that He asks us to come together as His church. How do I know you hear from God? I just have to look at your faces and know that God is with you. You know, when he speaks to us through a dream, it shows that even when we are sleeping, he is still thinking about us and pursuing relationship and connection with us. When he interrupts us with a vision, he is pursuing relationship and connection with us. What was the purpose of that dream? That God is truth. And when he speaks, he is precise and he is accurate. And because of this, I can trust Him. Because of this, you can trust Him. In Psalm 119, 160, it says this, verse 160, All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. And in 2 Samuel 7, 28, it says this. This is David speaking. And now, O Lord God, you are God and your words are true and you have promised this goodness to your servant. God is detailed and he is correct. 
There is nothing wishy-washy about when he gives you a dream or a vision. He is specific and he is truth. He is God and he is faithful. And I can trust him with the dreams and the visions that he has given me for my life. And this morning, you can completely trust him with the dreams and the visions he has given you for your life. He has a purpose and I can trust him in those plans and purposes. Jeremiah 29, 11, a famous verse says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That was the purpose of God speaking to me as an 11-year-old. And let me encourage you, He's wanting to speak to you on a regular basis to let you know of the dreams and the visions and the plans that He has for you and you can trust Him this morning. You know, so what are dreams and visions? I remember being at uni and they talked about the sleep cycle that we go through. Stage one and stage two is when you're in that light sleep and sometimes you just can't like jump and you can wake yourself up. Has anyone ever experienced that? And stage three is when you're in that deep sleep. So it's actually quite hard to wake somebody up when they're in that deep sleep. But then you go into stage four, which is known as the REM sleep. Rapid eye movement for anyone out there that would like to know that. And this is where we have our vivid dreams. So what is a dream? Reiterating what Pastor Naomi said two weeks ago, a dream can include images, thoughts and emotions and is experienced when sleeping. There are many unknowns about dreaming and sleep, but what scientists do know is that just about everyone dreams every time they sleep for approximately two hours per night, whether we remember them or not. What is a vision? Reiterating what Pastor Renu said last week, it's a vivid mental image or mental picture or a waking dream. So what does the Bible say about dreams and visions? Acts 2.17 says this, In the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. The Bible says all all of us can dream and experience visions from God. Dreams and visions are not unusual to God. They were not unusual for the men and the women in the Bible So they're not unusual for us today. Dreams and visions are instruments of supernatural revelation. And revelation is God revealing himself to us in a way that was not seen previously. God speaks to us in this way. We are all included. When God says it, we can believe it. You know, with dreams and visions, these moments can be opportunities to redirect, refocus and reconnect us to the plans and purposes that God has for us. So that those plans and purposes come about. I'm sure all of us have experienced being in the car where the GPS uh, is, is directing us. And then you get that time when it redirects you. If you've never experienced it, please come into my car with me when I'm driving. You know, you may have experienced a road closure or roadworks. Who doesn't get roadworks in Geelong? Or you've turned down the wrong street. And before you know it, you hear those famous words, recalculating route, recalculating route. And the new direction comes up. 
It's a different way. But the good news is it still gets us to the right place and the place that we need to be in. Dreams and visions can be like that for us, a redirect and a reconnection so we get to the place that God has intended us to be in. Things may come up that we were not expecting at all and we may feel we're going a different way. But as we trust God, as we trust God to order our steps, we know that we can get us, we can go to where he wants us to be. You know, if you look at Paul, the life of Paul, when he had that vision in the New Testament, that vision from God, his life was completely changed by that vision. He had a redirection, a change in course, recalculating his route. God saying, I have got greater things for you to do. And through that connection again with the plans and purposes that God had for him, he then went about seeing people saved and brought to Jesus. A complete redirection as he reconnected to the plans and purposes that God had for his life. You know, even in the life of Joseph, we can see how God used dreams to redirect and reconnect him to his plans. And this got Joseph to the outcome of being in the right place of influence to help his family and the lives of so many people. The outcome of God's dreams for his life went beyond what he could have ever, ever imagined. Today, if you feel like your dreams have gone, or you're unsure what they are, or maybe you feel like you've never actually had a dream or a vision from God, then this morning, this is your day for God to meet you and reconnect you to the purposes and plans he has for your life. And one of the ways that he wants to do that is through dreams and visions. You know, the last two weeks, we've heard powerful messages on the life of Joseph. And today, I want to continue to look at the life of Joseph And this morning, what I want to draw our attention to is, were there things that Joseph had to leave behind on his journey to seeing the dreams of God that had given him come to pass? Were there things he had to lay down? Just like his dreams from God were there for purpose and not just for him, but his family and a nation, the letting go of things also had great purpose not only for him, but for those around him. God was going to reveal his favour that was on his life, his favour for strength and protection and purpose. I'm sure we can all ask ourselves those questions on our journey to seeing the fulfilment of the plans and purposes God has for us. Right now, is there something God is asking you to leave behind? Is there something God is asking you to lay down? It's not to leave you alone. It's not to make you feel unsure, but it's so that you can know with certainty that God's favour is with you. So you can walk in confidence, knowing that God's favour is on your life and that you can see it outworked in your life on a daily basis. You know, words spoken over you shifting because of God's truth. A relationship being restored because of God's favour on your life. Past actions no longer having power over you because of God's truth and favour in your life. Is there something God is asking you to lay down? 
I know that you are open to hearing what God is saying to you and that his favour is with you. So what was the first thing that Joseph had to lay down? It was his coat of many colours, his coat of man-made favour. Preceding Joseph having his two dreams, his father, who loved him so much, decided to make Joseph a coat, a coat of many colours. This was an intentional decision. In Genesis 37.3, it says this, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons because Joseph was born when he was an old man. And Israel made him a long coat of many colours. The coat given to Joseph by Jacob showed how much he loved and favoured Joseph. The coat to Joseph was concrete proof of this favouritism. The coat to his brothers was a reminder of how much his father loved Joseph. The coat brought contention into their relationships and because of this contention, his brothers plotted to get rid of him. So they took off his coat and threw him into a pit and then sold him where he found himself a slave in Egypt in the house of Potiphar, a captain of Pharaoh's guard. He had left this coat behind. And Joseph now found himself alone and in complete contrast to what he was used to. This was a time of adjustment. He's now learning to navigate a new way of doing things, a new set of rules, a new way of thinking. He may have felt vulnerable at this time. You know, in his father's house, he could go to the fridge and help himself to anything. But as a slave, you just can't roam around the house and do what you want. Things are now different for Joseph during this time of adjustment. He no longer has this coat to signify who he is. You know, the coat had worked in his house, but it meant nothing in Potiphar's house. But during this time of adjustment, because let me encourage you, God never, ever leaves you alone. God was going to show and reveal his favour on his life. And this did mean something. God's favour was his covering and his strength. So what is the difference between man-made favour and God's favour? God's favour is quite distinct and unconditional. It reflects the character and virtues of God, his love, his mercy and his grace. God's favour is unlimited and purpose-driven and it always has a purpose in God's heart to accomplish. God's favour can't be measured by outward circumstances. Aren't you glad for that this morning? No matter where we might find ourselves in, no matter how much you may feel alone or vulnerable or feeling like you're in that time of adjustment, let me tell you right now, His favour, His favour that is on your life right now, you cannot walk away from it. It cannot be shrugged off of you. His favour is on you. And let me tell you, it is not bound by what you're going through right now. You may feel like, oh my goodness, Something has happened in my life. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. And I feel like right now I'm going through that time of adjustment. It feels like there is this bit of a tug of war going on. God, what am I meant to do? 
Let me encourage you. God doesn't go, oh my goodness, oh no, this, this situation, oh, I just wasn't expecting that. Oh, how am I going to help this child of mine? No, God is saying to you this morning, his favour is with you, with you no matter what. It is not bound by your situation. It is not bound by the circumstances you fa- find yourself in. His favour is with you. It is unconditional. It is unmerited. It's just because He loves you and he, you are His child this morning. He wants you to succeed more than what you know what you want to succeed. Let me just encourage you right now that even as a young child having that dream from God, I am now standing before you as a testament of God's favour on my life. You know, when I was in Bible college, I remember the first time I got up to speak. Now, they had to let all the first years do it. I feel sorry for them all, but they let us get up and speak. And it wasn't like as a young child, I thought, you know, one day I'm going to get up and speak in front of people. Well, that's just my desire, my dream. You know, for public speaking for a lot of people was quite scary. But the first time I got up to speak and I sat back down, I just thought, you know what, I think I can do this. You know, right back then, as a young person, I realised God favours on my life to speak. And I have trusted him in that journey. I have trusted him the good times and the bad times. And I am now standing before you as a testament of his favour in my life. To stand before you and speak. I can't do this on my own. This has got nothing to do with me, except for I'm just being obedient to what he's called me to do. But it's all Glory to him for his favour on my life. And it's the same for you this morning. Wherever you find yourself at, wherever you find your hand to do, let me encourage you, his favour is on your life for success. His favour is on your life so that you will do well because it's all to give glory to him for what he has brought us out from. I'm leaving that coat of man-made favour behind and I am walking with authority and with confidence and insurance of the favour of God on my life. If I can do it, a person from Adelaide who's moved to Geelong, if I can do it, if I can leave Egypt and come here and stand before you, I know you can do it. And you know how I know? Because I already see you doing amazing things in this church and in your daily walk with God because His favour is so evident on your life. Leave it behind. Be assured that God is with you. You know, a man-made coat can only get you so far. Man-made strength, man-made solutions, man-made influence. Not that there's anything wrong with that per se, but it can only get you so far. When the supernatural favour of God comes and cloaks you, it changes things. All things suddenly become become possible. And the outcomes of your dreams and visions are so achievable because of the favour of God. You know, a man-made coat can't change the hearts of man, but God's favour can. God's favour made room for Joseph and made room for him, for him. And Joseph's identity was completely changed and strengthened because he now knew how God saw him and who God had called him to be. You know, even though Joseph endured separation from his family, hardship and pain, God's supernatural favour was his shield and protection and his strength and help. 
God's supernatural favour created a pathway of connection between himself and Joseph. God's supernatural favour created a pathway of connection between himself and also Potiphar. And God's favour creates a pathway of connection between you and him. If you are in a situation and you're not sure what to do, God's favour on your life creates a pathway of connection between you and that situation to see change, to see restoration and to see breakthrough. What was the evidence of God's favour on his life? The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in all he did. Joseph went about his work and Potiphar recognised there was something different about him. In Genesis 39, 3-4 it says this, Potiphar noticed this and realised that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so soon he made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. Potiphar could not help but promote Joseph to a place of authority. This was huge. He had the authority and rule of the house. Because of this, Potiphar too was blessed. God's favour gives us the ability to do something which we can't do on our own. What seems impossible to us is not impossible to God. By Joseph leaving behind this man-made code of favour, God revealed his favour on his life, one he didn't need to strive or fight for. It was already there because God's love and grace on his life. And the same is for us today. We don't need to strive or fight for it. We already have it so we can walk in confidence and authority of who we are in him. But once again, he was going to experience something he could not have imagined. Just like the coat of man-made favour he left behind, there was now a second coat he had to leave behind. And this was the coat of false accusation. One day when he was in the house and Potiphar's wife tried to entice him so that he ended up leaving the house and leaving his garment behind. Potiphar's wife had the coat in her possession which she used against him because she was angry that he had repeatedly rejected her advances. She falsely accused him of doing something that he hadn't done. When Potiphar was told he was angry with Joseph and threw him in jail. And once again, because Joseph left his coat behind, he found himself in a new situation. A new situation he now had to adjust to, which was being in jail. Be prepared that when you leave something behind or lay something down, you may experience a time of adjustment. A new situation or environment to navigate. A new way of thinking and responding. But always remember that God is with you and he will help you and be your guide. The favour of God cannot be contained. Those false accusations against Joseph could not stop or could not hinder the favour of God on his life. The location that Joseph found himself in could not stop the outpouring of God's favour. God's favour cannot be contained. Even in jail, Joseph experienced God's favour. Genesis 39, 21 to 23 says this, But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favourite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything in the prison. The warden had no more worries 
The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything him, he, he did to succeed. What an amazing demonstration of God's favour on his life. Despite his heartache of being falsely accused, he wasn't going to allow those accusations or prison to define who he was. It wasn't always easy, but he allowed God's favour, who he was, not the false accusations, not the circumstances, not other people and not the enemy to define him, but he allowed God to define who he was. He allowed God's favour and God's truth to be his comfort. Let God and his favour define who you are. Not the natural, not the circumstances you might find yourself in, not other people and their words over your life, not the enemy and what he tries to do, but God's favour and what he says about you, that he is wanting you to have good success at all that you do. You know, even today, there may be people here who have been experiencing the pain of false accusations against you, facing situations or from families or work environments with this hanging over your head. You may at times feel confined by the circumstances we find ourselves in because of what people have said about us, those false accusations, but be encouraged. God's favour cannot be confined or controlled by the words of others. What may feel like confinement, what may feel like an unexpected situation, these real situations that we go through is actually an opportunity for God to reveal his favour on your life because he is with you and to remind you of the dreams and the visions he has given you. God's favour cannot be contained. Today, there is a new coat of favour for you that you can recognise, receive and walk in as you walk out of this place. His favour is with you. God's favour gives us the ability to do something which we can't do on our own. What seems impossible with God, sorry, impossible to us, is possible with God. Today, if you are not sure, I want to encourage you, God's favour is with you. And I want you to walk in confidence knowing this truth. This truth can never change. It's God's truth for your life. So we can continue to see the fulfilment of the dreams and the visions God has given you. His favour is with you. God gives us his favour because he desires to see the dreams and the visions he's given us accomplished in our life. I just want to encourage you. You have not been forgotten or overlooked. God's favour is on your life. And if you're not sure, I want to encourage you, it is the truth. And he desires to see those dreams and visions he's given you come to pass. I'm sure most of us can say we have may have experienced an environment of man-made favour. Maybe it was a sporting team. Maybe it was in one of your high school classes. Maybe it was in a work situation or a youth group. You know, experiencing that feeling of of experience that feeling of being recognised for something that you did and something that you did well and feeling like the light was shining on you. But also that disapproval if you made a decision that perhaps they weren't happy with. The feeling of at times that you just could not say no because if you did, then their favour would be taken away from you. You know, when I was younger, 
I experienced this type of environment. And it was always like I was striving to be noticed. You know, I remember being asked to do something at one time and I carried out what they'd asked me to do for a couple of months. But then they came to me and said to me that they were going in a different direction. Now that was completely their choice to make. But one of the reasons that they gave me was because I was chewing chewing gum. And you know, when you walk away thinking, I I don't even get what that means. So I was chewing chewing gum. And so because of that, the opportunity had been taken away from me. And you're left feeling like, I just don't get it. What's going on? And feeling confused and feeling quite vulnerable because it didn't make sense. You know, one day I remember coming out of a meeting and the leader just happened to wind down his window and say to me, you know, Rachel, you're doing a good job. Well, I got into my car and cried like a baby. Now, I know you might find that hard to believe, but I cried like a baby because you know what it felt like? It felt like water on dry ground. This man-made environment that I had become involved in was so that you just strived and you strived and you strived to get their approval so that when you got a bit of it on you, it was like, oh my goodness, I think I've done something well for a change. And that feeling of being vulnerable, that feeling of being out of control, that feeling of striving all the time so that you met a target that you weren't even sure if you were getting it right or not. But you know what the outcome of all that was? That God really showed me that that was an unhealthy reaction. Now, I was young and I still hadn't found my voice, but I just thank and honour God this morning for His favour on my life because now I can see that I don't have to second-guess myself because I have the backing of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And His favour is on my life and His favour is on your life. Now, I still want to do well, don't get me wrong, but there is not this striving, there is not this contention, there is not this feeling of, oh, if I don't get it right, they won't notice and say something about me. Because you, the King of Kings, loves me and I get His approval on a daily basis. And I tell you right now, that it's no longer like water on dry ground. It is water on well, healthy, watered ground on a daily basis. And let me encourage you, that can be the same for you today. If you feel like you've been in an environment like, God, all I feel like I'm doing is striving. All I feel like is this contention. God is wanting to encourage you that His favour is on your life. And He wants you to know it. I want you to know it. But He wants you to know it even more. Let's just stand in His presence. I just want to encourage you this morning that God's favour is on your life. And if you've been feeling like, you know, I don't know, or I don't feel like it is, or I don't know how that will outwork. I just want to pray for you this morning, but I also want to do a prophetic action. And that is that I want you, if you feel comfortable, and if you feel like you need this, to put on a coat, so to speak, of God's favour. Because God is with you, and He loves you, and His favour is upon your life. And I just want to pray over you right now. And if you feel comfortable to do that, then that's what I want you to do. Because His favour is with you. And as you walk out of this place, I want you to walk out with confidence and authority and assurance of who you are. 
This is not dry ground that I'm speaking into right now. This is ground of goodness and mercy and love and of God's favour for you. So let's just pray in His presence. Mighty God, we just want to thank You and honour You for Your Word and Your truth. That Your favour, Your mighty favour is upon each one of us individually, as families and as Your church this morning. It cannot be taken away from us. It cannot be controlled by the circumstances the sicknesses, the environments that we find ourselves in. Right now, if people have been struggling with man-made favour, I declare that they will look up right now and see Your favour, Your favour, Your goodness over their life in the Name of Jesus. Because it's all about You this morning. All the glory goes to You. And we put on that coat of Your favour, Your goodness, Your mercy and Your love. And as we walk out of this place this morning, morning. We are walking out with authority, with assurance and confidence of who we are in God. And right now I declare we are good ground this morning. We are fruitful this morning. We have been walking in your success and will continue to walk in your success as a body of believers who love you, who love you. We love you this morning, mighty God. We love you this morning, mighty God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you may take your seats. And you know, in a moment, there'll be opportunity for, if you would like uh, our pastoral team to stand with you in prayer this morning um, around that message, there'll be opportunity for that shortly. But before we do that, um, I just want to give opportunity for anybody who's here this morning and you would say that you don't currently have a personal relationship with God, because I'd love to give you an opportunity to take the first step in that journey this morning. You know, we heard in communion today that God's love for us is unending, that it's everlasting, it's unfailing, it's unconditional and unmerited. Do you know that when, even, even when we were far from God, even when we didn't know Him yet, that He sent His Son Jesus to earth and that Jesus performed signs and wonders and miracles And then He did what we couldn't do and He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross in our place and He rose victorious over death. And in doing so, He created a pathway for us to enter into relationship with God, to receive God's unmerited forgiveness and His grace and be able to enter into relationship with God. Now that's how much God loves each and every single one of us. And can I encourage you that God has a plan for your life. That God's plan for your life is a good plan. You know, for myself and for others in this room, God has proven Himself faithful time and time and time again. You know, countless times through my life and He desires to do the same for you, to prove Himself faithful. You know, the start of this journey is as simple as praying a prayer to invite Jesus into your life. Saying that Jesus, I I believe that you lived, that you died on the cross and you made a way for me to be in relationship with God. You know, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, this opportunity is for every single person in this place this morning. So what we're going to do is we're going to join together as a church and we're going to pray this prayer and you know, if you'd like to be included in this prayer this morning, whether it's for the first time or whether you're choosing to come back to Jesus this morning, 
All you need to do is pray this prayer along with us and believe it in your heart. So thank you, church, as we pray this prayer together. Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to make a way for me to be in relationship with you. I declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I choose today to follow you. Amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.